Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to the Optimist Daily's Weekly Roundup. I'm Ariel. And I'm Carissa. And we're working hard to put solutions in view and optimism in movement. So hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. (laughs) How are you doing, Carissa? I'm doing well. I'm glad it's Friday, even though I kind of had a short-ish week. I was kind of on a work vacation, but now I'm back, so I'm excited again for a couple days of relaxation. Yeah, how about you, Ariel? I feel like I finally settled into being back here in Amsterdam, so that's been kind of nice, uh, a little bit more settled in my mindset. So yeah, I'm just looking forward also to a pretty relaxing weekend. I don't have any huge plans, and I'm just hoping the sun comes out. That's all I ask. Yeah, exactly. The sun would be very nice. Mm. You can enjoy the clouds sometimes, but it's really making me a little bit winter. Yeah, a little sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, winter blues. All right. Well, to cheer us up, I I picked a a really interesting story today. It's a little bit science-y, but also kind of funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny anyway. Yeah, let's dive in. I'm curious to hear this funny sciencey solution you have. <laughs> okay, so the title of the article I'm talking about today is Cracking the Code, AI Deciphers Chicken Language for a Happier Flock. Chicken language? <laughs> yeah, I know. So this comes with a little anecdote. It's kind of sad actually, but I used to volunteer for this farm, actually in California, and um, there was this chicken coop, and the head farmer and his kids had raised all these chicks from, you know, they hatched the eggs and everything, Yeah, and so the farm constantly had fresh eggs, which was great, but one night, a fox came and totally killed all the chickens oh, no. <laughs> which was yeah. really sad that's definitely a thing that happens I know it was it was a bloodbath it was crazy um mm-hmm. and we had to clean it all up which was gross oh even worse I know yeah but then a week later I found a lone chicken so one of the chickens escaped oh. and I became friends with the chicken <laughs> <laughs> You're calling uh, your friendship with the chicken for the solution I love yeah, it <laughs> and I just called him chicky because I mean, it was the only chicken left, so there was no sense in, like, calling it anything else. It was just my chickie. But it followed me around, and and I just felt, like, this connection with the chicken. <laughs> but obviously, we don't understand each other. Um, but I would call it, and it would come. I'll have to show you videos about it later, Carissa, because I still have them saved on my phone. Oh, yeah. I need to see yeah. <laughs> But this article really reminded me of that, and it um, – reminded me how much I really wanted to be able to like actually talk to this chicken. (laughs) Totally. And based on this article, it turns out that the clucks and squawks and little like purring sounds that they make are more than just random noise. It's actually a sophisticated language expressing joy, fear. They even have social cues. And I guess friendship with chickens or anyone can transcend uh language. Yeah, it can transcend all types of language barriers. Okay, so here's where it gets quite interesting. Researchers at Dalhousie University, that's in Halifax, Nova Scotia, are delving into this chicken language using AI. So they're using like a universal translator for chicken speak. And the AI dives into vast amounts of audio data, deciphering patterns and nuances in the chicken's vocalizations. Interesting. So, of course, this is all so fascinating. But for me, 
because I'm kind of a, a language nerd, for me, it just moves beyond a scientific breakthrough and into a huge leap towards treating farm animals and all animals with more empathy. Totally. The study's algorithms are even becoming adept at understanding the emotional states of chickens. So, you know, they can try to figure out if they're stressed or if they're content or if they're excited or nervous. And to find all of this out, they're employing natural language processing, which is the same tech used for human languages. I was wondering, do the researchers just translate the clucks and sounds or do chickens also have their own version of body language as well? Yeah, that's a great question because at least within humans, it's our body and our like other nonverbal cues that convey the message. Mm -hmm. So scientists are also delving into nonverbal cues. Apparently, chicken eye blinks and facial temperatures add a lot to whatever they're trying to say. They use video and thermal imaging techniques to capture these subtle changes, and they provide us with like a little peek into the emotional world of chickens. <laughs> but then there's also the real world impact of this tech. And it's that farmers can leverage this knowledge to enhance living conditions for their chickens and result in healthier birds, which then also leads to improved produce quality, a win-win for farming practices. Plus, this research sets a standard for ethical AI use, proving that technology can benefit you know, all living beings, because I know a lot of people, myself included, are a little bit freaked out by AI, but it can definitely be used for some good. And then beyond farming, conservationists are also gaining profound insights into avian communication. So it's not just an academic pursuit, it's a really big step towards creating a more compassionate world overall. Yeah, that's a super great point about a more compassionate world. And it kind of makes you think, because I'm kind of stuck on the emotional aspect you were mentioning earlier, uh, how exactly is AI decoding these chickens' feelings? Mm, the study uses sophisticated algorithms to recognize patterns in chicken vocalizations. I'm not going to pretend to understand all the science behind it, but right. in, in my – like the way that I – Think of it, it's like teaching AI to speak chicken and then having it learn how to interpret their emotional states through that. And then back to like the nonverbal cues, how are they using the video and thermal imaging you mentioned to understand chicken behavior? Uh, so the researchers are employing non-invasive methods like video and thermal imaging to observe changes in temperature around especially the chicken's eyes and, and the head regions, as well as variations oh, okay. in blinking behavior. So... Yeah, I don't really <laughs> – I've never noticed chickens blinking too much, but apparently they blink <laughs> a lot, and these cues appear to be responses to stress, and that provides us with additional tools to assess you know, their well-being or their overall state of mind. Uh, but of course, this is just the beginning. I'm only scratching the surface here, so – if you're interested or you want more details, then I encourage all listeners and you, Carissa, to check out the article on our website. Yeah, I definitely want to read more into this. And yeah, AI, as you mentioned, can be like a scary thing, mm -hmm. but hearing it being used for good things like improving farming practices and just the well-being of animals is encouraging for it so and I was very glad to hear about your chicken friend I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing the videos if so yeah chicky <laughs> so um what about you what was catching your eye this week this one caught my eye it's, it's called unlocking the fountain of youth the remarkable role of sleep and longevity 
So this one caught my eye because Ariel, I think I have been mentioning slash complaining to you about like my lack of sleep lately. <laughs> I don't know why, just since the new year has started, like my sleep schedule has been kind of all over the place. So I really am trying to work on getting that back on track because usually I do sleep pretty well. I have a pretty solid night routine, but mm-hmm. I don't know, just lately I've just been distracted or yeah. doing other things. It happens. I think most of us can relate to going through a phase of having messed up sleep restless sleep there's obviously a lot of changes that happen in life that can contribute to this Mm -hmm. dr seema bonnie who is the founder of the anti-aging and longevity center of philadelphia adds the crucial element to the mix that if there's any one positive thing we can do in terms of slowing down the aging process sleep is really up there along Mm. with you know the other things we know like your healthy eating or daily moving we've shared a lot from centenarians and their secrets but sleep is definitely one while we generally think of sleep as a passive activity it actually creates a biological symphony within our bodies our brains eliminate proteins while we sleep and hormones necessary for development and repair are released and our immune systems prepare for defense recent research has even identified sleep as a critical component in heart health stressing its importance to general well-being. I mean, kind of going into this link between sleep and immunity, Dr. Bonnie stresses that the optimization of sleep and sleep hygiene is really vital to keeping your immune system healthy. And we've seen countless studies on that that have demonstrated this enormous impact of sleep on our ability to fight diseases. So very important. Yeah, I think we also have some pieces on the Optimist Daily that talk about this um link as well we definitely do i know sleep has been a good topic we talked about over the years but sleep is more than just lovely dreams as dr bonnie explains there are several more advantages of getting a good night's sleep it can over time support things like weight maintenance blood sugar control and cognitive function this nocturnal magic expands its scope providing a comprehensive approach to well-being And despite the accumulating evidence, many people continue to underestimate the importance of sleep. Um, Dr. Bonnie encounters this attitude frequently and says, I hear so many people say things like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And the truth is, you will be dead sooner if you don't sleep. (laughs) We really need to work on creating a sleep sanctuary. And, you know, sleep needs vary. And the optimal time for excellent sleep is between seven to nine hours per night, but that kind of will vary at your different phases of life. But it's not just about the quantity of sleep that you get. Dr. Bonnie emphasizes the need for consistent sleep schedules, indicating that long-lived persons frequently follow precise sleep-wake rhythms. And when the goal is to live longer, a longer, healthier life, putting sleep first becomes an art. Oh, wow. Okay. Sleep is an art. I feel like this is an area of art I can master. I love sleep. <laughs> I know. Me too. But that said, does um, does Dr. Bonnie have any tips for us to prioritize yes. our sleep? Dr. Bonnie does have some tips for us. So Bonnie recommends having electronic curfews. Um, that's something we've definitely written about on Optimus Daily before, mm-hmm. putting your phone down and reducing that blue light. Also adjusting the sleep environment, making sure you have a sanctuary, as we mentioned, and also researching sleep permitting substances can be a very big help too. And the key is progress, not perfection, as in any journey. But there's also a few different strategies you can pair for longevity suggested by Dr. Bonnie. 
you know, it's not just the amount of sleep that one gets. There's a holistic approach to sleep, including limiting caffeine consumption, supporting your gut health, and embracing the sunlight during the day. All of it really works together. Yeah, like a comprehensive lifestyle for good sleep. It's just one secret weapon for the quest to longevity. And, you know, we all can improve on this journey for short-term and long-term health benefits. So, you know, start your nightly rituals now so you'll have a longer and more rested life. Well, great. This gives me an excuse to set my alarm a little later yeah. for tomorrow morning. Oh, wait, it's Friday, so I don't have an alarm tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I will reconsider these tips that Dr. Bonnie said in my sleep schedule mess up that has been going on. So Yeah, and then Next week we can we can check in on you and see how you're. Yeah, hopefully by then I'll be a little more improved. <laughs> well, that was a wonderful roundup of solutions as usual, Carissa. Yeah, uh, we have some other great solutions from this week that you can find on our website optimistdaily.com, and they include embrace the learning curve, how to get through the "I suck at this and want to quit" phase. <laughs> I guess that's about like new hobbies and. Uh, New Year's resolutions for people who are struggling through them right now. <laughs> yeah, very valid. Um, scientists finally complete map of gigantic deep sea coral reef off the U.S. Atlantic coast. Oh, wow. The power of skill-based hiring in building an equitable workforce landscape. Mm -hmm. And feeling the gym blues, seven strategies to kick your body comparison habit. Ooh, yeah, I'm guilty of that sometimes. I am too. <laughs> All right, so some of the other ones we have include how pioneering MRI signature predicts dementia years before symptoms develop. Hospitality workers' wages get unprecedented boost with 30% wage increases. That is great. And six sustainable ways to celebrate Valentine's this year. Yep, that's around the corner, so time to get ready. <laughs> So yeah, we have all that and more on TheOptimistDaily.com. And if you want to start your day off right, make sure to subscribe to our free daily newsletter to get our solutions straight to your inbox. We also have a lot more solutions on our social channels. You can find us at The Optimist Daily on all of our platforms. That includes Threads, Pinterest, you name it. But we do have one difference on X. There, we are known as Ode to Optimism. Yeah, and we're a small team of optimists working hard to bring you positive news. If you want to support our mission of putting optimism into the world, click the link in the show notes to find out how. And support doesn't always have to be financial. Even just recommending our podcast to a friend, leaving a positive review on Apple or Spotify, or sharing a solution to your socials or something would be a huge help in supporting our mission. That's all we have for today, but we're looking forward to being back next week and sharing more solutions. All right. Have a great weekend, Carissa. You too, Ariel. And a great weekend to all of our listeners. Yes, definitely. Bye. Bye.